Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we barf in the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A bizarre story in Saskatchewan has stunned that province. Car 36 responding. The body was found in the garage of Wilson's fashionable Regina home last night around supper time. Had a number of people in as witnesses, but no actual suspects. Until this week, Colin Thatcher had been Saskatchewan's Minister of Energy, but he suddenly resigned from the cabinet. Tonight, they're looking for her killer. It's one of the most sensational murder cases Saskatchewan has ever seen. This is uh, Canadian politics is murder. A very special, very special limited series run where we is it about murder in with politicians, or should it be called Canadian murder is boring? Uh, no, because Canadian murder isn't boring, but Canadian politics can sometimes be murder. Okay. So that's, that's what I was going to go with. Anyway, okay, I, d- sorry, okay. I decided it's fine. I did all the research. Sure. It's up to all me. Right. Yeah, so yeah. so this is uh, this is very limited. This is us cynically trying to jump on the true crime bandwagon, Yay. yet still loosely keeping it within the remit of our normal show. <laughs> okay. So there we go. I'm doing Let's do it. I'm excited. So are we going to do it? This was my yeah. idea, by the way. 
don't this know was Jesse's idea. Jesse yeah. is the one who cynically steals ideas from other people. So uh, here we go. And then Reese makes money before it ends, but goes ahead with it anyway. Goes ahead with it anyway. So and if you're new to this show, typically the show is usually about politics, but um, this time it's politics and true crime. Bum, 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 bum. If politics and true crime had a baby in Canada, this right. would, it would be this show. Reese says that this is a really damn good story. And uh, so I'm excited for it. Okay. Okay. Three-parter? Is that what you were saying? Well, we'll see. We'll see. Let's see. Oh, let's see if we can get let's through see it. See if we can get through right. it. What okay, are cool. we doing? Let's see if we can get through it. Oh, do this is going to be great. Let's see if we can get through it. Let's see if we can get through it. Are we doing the STD zone? Uh, I guess so. small talk dimension? Oh, yeah. I got a small talk dimension for you. All right. Uh, I have never, ever, ever been to a, a spa or had a spa day. I just thought it was something for people on TV and other people who... <laughs> Spas are great, man. And I, I went I went to one at the sea. I mean, I'm assuming they're great. I've never been to one. I went to the Sensi Spa, which is a Nordic spa. It was all outdoors. And they've okay. got like hot pools and cold pools and saunas and all this stuff. And it, I, I was always so cynical. And I went and I felt so relaxed. It was great. I was just sat there with my wife. I fell out of a hammock at one point. You fell I, off a hammock because I, I I went all in and just just dived into the hammock. <laughs> and um, but I, but I was so relaxed. I didn't care. Um. Even though I was upside down, twisted in a hammock, it was fine. And then it was great. I felt so relaxed. I said to my wife, I haven't felt this relaxed in a long time. This is great. We should do this all the time. The minute I got home, all the kids came home from school. <laughs> all that relaxation evaporated like... That's uh, how it works. Yeah, like piss on a fire. I was... Uh, I wonder what it would be like if you just did like a... I guess it would be called a challenge. It would be a weird, weirdly easy challenge. Just do like a spa 24 hours a day for like a week. Just live in a spa. Sleep in like a salt room. You know, with it's like, like a drug addict, though. You're always looking for a bigger hit. So how can I be more relaxed? <laughs> I mean, so, benzodiazepines, I exactly. guess. <laughs> I mean, right. this week in this spa has been great, but I'm, I'm sure there are even lower levels of relaxation. <laughs> so I mean, anyway, I, w I went to visit Montreal uh, about a month ago, a few weeks ago, and it was amazing. Um, I went and stayed with my friend, Brendan, and uh, we, I just went to cafes and had like, coffees and croissants and uh we just had parties french and stuff like, french stuff but it was just amazing, french it was amazing. and then as soon as i came back home to halifax there's this this never-ending tightness that, that comes back in my chest that i can't I see there's never-ending tightness in my sphincter <laughs> i mean that too <laughs> <laughs> and i'm just wondering if that's telling of, of something well, i don't if, know <laughs> yeah but i think if you live in montreal you would also clench eventually too I would eventually for, clench. For Montreal reasons. The, the Montreal clench. The Montreal clench. It's very different from the Halifax clench. <laughs> smells better. Anyway. Uh, so, this episode is all about... this. Well, episode one is called Meet Colin. So, have M -E -E -T you M-E-E-T or M-E-A-T? No, as in, hello, this is Colin. No, um, Colin is, uh, is, is... Made of meat. He's a famous... Well, famous butcher. We'll get to that. Um, <laughs> have you ever have you ever heard of Colin Thatcher? Clever. I see where you're going. No, have you heard of Colin Thatcher? Colin Thatcher. I have not heard of Colin Thatcher. So, Colin Thatcher was born in Toronto uh, on August twenty fifth, nineteen thirty eight. His father is the Saskatchewan born Ross Thatcher, uh, and he worked for Canadian Packers, which is a what ex the company that existed before Maple Leaf Foods. Um, and at the time of his birth, his parents decided to move to Saskatchewan uh, to run the family business, which his father was connected with. So I'm guessing, what's the main guy's name again? Colin? Colin Thatcher. Colin Thatcher. So I'm guessing Colin had the, the Saskatchewan clench. He did, as soon as he got back, or he developed it as a child. He developed it. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, so event, but eventually his dad got into politics and was premier of Saskatchewan from 1964 to 1971. That's a long time. Imagine that. That's really good. Imagine your dad was the premier of Saskatchewan My for five years. My great uncle was the premier of Nova Scotia for decades. So this I, is your dad, and this is Saskatchewan. It's different. My dad was a stand-up comedian. And we were all very proud. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Continue. <laughs> um, so he, he went to university and he studied um, agriculture because it's Saskatchewan. That's, that's a kind of a very Saskatchewan thing to do. Um, and then he transferred. I feel to, like I, that's something that like parents would scream at their their teenagers to go to university to do. Like, what do you mean you want to be a magician? Go to yeah. go to university and study agriculture like the rest of us. Five yeah. generations of this family have been to agricultural college. <laughs> Where's that accent coming from? I don't know. Is that the, that's how Saskatchewanians yeah, exactly. speak in your mind? Saskatchewanians. That can't be right. Saskatchewanians. Saskatchewanites. No, that's Manitoba. Oh, I yeah. can't take that away from Manitoba Knights. Saskatoons. Now. That's it. I think that's like, no. I think that's actually, no, that's for Saskatoon. That's for people from Saskatoon. That's different. Okay. That's what I thought you were doing. No. I'm trying to figure out who, what the name of people from Saskatchewan is called. Like people from Halifax are called Haligonians, which is weird. But I'll take it. Saskatchewanians. I can't be right. Quickly Google it. No. I've got so much to get through. All right, fine. If <laughs> <laughs> so, you're from Saskatchewan and you know what you're called. Let us know. Is it a, leave us a speak pipe. You Saskatchewanians, Saskatchewanians. Saskatchewanians. Uh, Saskatchewtoons. Um, Saskatchewkiller. Oh, that's clever. There we go. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Should have called it that. Um, so then you went to Iowa State and he graduated with a, a, a bachelor degree. We're talking about Colin? Colin. I totally forgot all about the story. A already. master's degree in agriculture and then he returned. Now he was qualified to work on a ranch. He went back to work on a ranch. Okay, because he, he went a to college. He had a master's degree in, in rancherin. Rancherunian. Rancherunian. <laughs> so, so his dad, Wilbert Ross Thatcher, was the ninth premier of Saskatchewan. Uh, he was a Liberal Party leader. Okay. Um, and in four general elections. Um, so yeah, and he, he retired short, He retired from politics in 1971 and died shortly afterwards. Oh. And then after his father died... Wait, wait. Did he die of like mysterious... Mysterious old like age. Mis mysterious knife wounds to the back or something? like Yeah, old age wounds. They old age wounds. <laughs> <laughs> All right, never mind. Um, I guess so, the murder hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet, no. So then what happened was, uh, after that, Thatcher was like, do you know what? Maybe I should get into politics too. So he did. Right. Um, he he won um, the, the riding of Thunder Creek as a liberal. That's a fucking amazing name. Thunder Creek. Thunder Creek. Uh, in 1975, but he defected. Can you... Can you can you can we say that again in unison? But you add like some some thunder sounds around us. So he won the provincial riding of Thunder, thunder Creek. Anyway, um, so but he defected from being a liberal to being a progressive conservative two years later. Jesus, so, that's so, quite a jump. Well, not for the seventies. No, no, every it was it was a very thin line. It was a very thin line. But everyone was like, "Hey, I'm a centrist. I'm a centrist too." Right. There was pretty barely much. any room on the centrist platform for for the two of them so it wasn't a big leap not like now there's a very big leap between liberals which is really weird if you think about it because like back then I, I guess the, the the line was thin between being liberal and being progressive conservative but racism was rampant and totally accepted you know but, like at, it's but at the same time <laughs> everyone had lived through world war ii 
and there were still people alive, people who remembered World War One. So they'd remembered the harshness of extreme politics. Mm. Everyone had lived through the trauma of. So a lot of the people so, in power. So right. they the the idea of a reasonable center and everyone being reasonable to each other. There was that memory of the cost of you know leaning too that's far. That's actually really interesting. So I, that, that's my theory. Is that I the, like that. No, and the reason the reason we've now gone people are going back to more political extremes is because no one fucking remembers World War Two. There wasn't right. a generational trauma that everyone went through. Whereas everyone was like, I don't want to do that again. Let's, how about we're nice? Should we just be nice to each other? So we have to do all that bullshit again. Oh, that's interesting. I'd like to think that's that's true. So what we need is another world war. That's yep, what I'm saying. That's great. <laughs> I wasn't going to say it. <laughs> so, and then we'll all be nice. It'll, yes, it'll be hard, but eventually we'll be nice to each other. So uh, you'd think a fucking three year long pandemic would do it, but no, nope. <laughs> no, 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 it did for a little bit. Everyone would do nice. a little bit. They celebrities were. would sing for free on the internet. And do you remember John Krasinski's YouTube channel? No, no. It was amazing. Was it John? All these celebrities had the guy no work. from the guy from the, the office. office. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There was no work. For there was any, no muscly. I mean, but like in the middle, I'm taking like the heart of the pandemic. There was no work for any celebrities right there's just there's nothing for them to do right uh one's the guy he was in oh my god what is his fucking name anyway doesn't really matter john krasinski he started up a youtube channel called um good news or good something news only good news fuck me i forget what it's called it was like a good news channel right okay and it was like the production was shit it was just like his iphone on a tripod with him and his like on a desk in a bedroom with poor sound quality. But like, he's just like, I'm just doing this to do it. Like I got nothing else going on. Right. And all he did was, Oh, some good news. That's what it was. Some good news. And, and he would just ask on Twitter cause he had a large Twitter base. He's like, Hey guys, I'm doing a YouTube thing. Can you guys just send me examples of good news that you've heard or your friends have done or relatives or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'll just put it up. And he just did it to do it. And he got a bunch of submissions. He's like, Hey, here's some good news to get you, you know, make you feel better at the world. And he fucking exploded. He got like 3 million subscribers in like half a year, which in YouTube standards is insane. And in practically close to oh, people didn't have anything to do apart from subscribe to channels. I guess, right? But it was crazy how quickly people... He got like 3 million fucking subscribers on YouTube. It was insane. And he just did it for a year, right? And then I think some large corporation, CTV-esque sort of large television corporation, bought it from him for millions of dollars. And they did nothing with it. Nothing. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, he just went off to do the fucking Quiet Place prequels and with like And now he's and now he's also Jack Ryan. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. 
Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Do you happen to me during the pandemic? All of the TV shows I made for 10 years before I was... Um, came to canada were put up on the bbc iplayer which is their streaming platform oh, so, that's fucking cool and no, no one some people hadn't seen the episodes for years and they put all of them available to watch wow um, and i think they're still up there as well they were just like oh let's just keep them up so i had people um like messaging me going oh, i'm watching this show i'm like that show hasn't been on tv for years they were like no it's all on there which is <laughs> that's cool. amazing um, uh, dear listener sorry uh, if you're new to the show this is what we do We've we've got uh, we both have ADD. We insert our own shit. We insert our own shit. This is not an educational podcast. This is a, a dick joke and humor and talk about our own shit podcast with about five percent education. If that upsets you, <laughs> please leave us a one star review that is as angry as humanly possible. Or turn it into a t shirt. We do that. Do you want to come back to the story? Yeah, all right, fine. I guess. So, so Colin, how, how do you feel about Colin so far? It seems boring. Yeah, fine. He married he went to his, agricultural college and then went into politics after his father. He got married in 1962 to Joanne, uh, who he met. As you U- can tell, this is not keeping my attention very well. No. We've been so, <laughs> well. Wait till we get veering off course. I'm about to get your attention. Did he kill Joanne? I'm about to get your attention. So right. Joanne uh, yeah. was at the University of Iowa. They met. They got married August the 12th, 1962. They had three children. Greg. She's living not in Iowa. She moved No, they moved Iowa. to Saskatchewan, yeah, yeah. Saskatchewan. Greg, Regan, and Stephanie with their three kids. Regan. And uh, Thatcher admitted to infidelity during the course of his marriage, and they mm. separated Bastard. on August 1979. So this is this is a and from a newspaper article that I found that kind of outlined the storyline that we're going to go through largely. So on August the 12th, 1979, no no longer able to cope with the abuse from her husband, Colin. Joanne takes abuse as well. Yeah. So, so not only did he cheat on her, but he like. He wasn't well, a nice man. Jesus. So Joanne takes five-year-old Stephanie and ten-year-old the Regan. PG thirteen way of saying that he probably hit her a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's the gentle way of the gentle. He wasn't a nice. The man. The non-traumatic way of discussing the, way, trauma. the Welsh. The Welsh way of, of bringing up the news. <laughs> exactly. And not a nice man was caught in yeah. police custody today. An all-round bad egg. <laughs> so anyway, um, so so she fled with the five-year-old, the two younger kids, five-year-old Stephanie and ten-year-old Regan. What about to Brampton, Ontario? Um, the old the third kid was an older teenager, so they had a bit more like. The hell was you? <laughs> I'll decide where I want to go. So, so she flees to Brampton, Ontario. Meanwhile, Colin is in California with another woman, and it's their seventeenth wedding anniversary. Okay, so Colin goes, "Hey, it's the seventh seventeenth wedding anniversary. I'm going to California with another woman," and she then flees. She's oh, like, "What a, a lovely man!" I know. <laughs> so, and it's the beginning <laughs> of the end of their marriage. Um, then, in, but then she doesn't contact him or say where he is. September. So this happened in the beginning of August. In September, then he tracks his wife down How? with the two children. This is in the seventies. Right, it's very easy to hide in the seventies. There was no Facebook, right? Yeah. All right. Did he? Did they say how he tracked her down? That's so he, he tracks them Especially down. If she was trying to hide from him. But he tracks them down. He doesn't confront them. And what he does is, um, he he follows them, and they the kids are with their babysitter Sandra, and not with his wife, his ex wife, and um, he spots two young kids with the sitter and asks them to um, calls them to get in the car. 
because they're young kids. They're like, oh, daddy, get in the car. And then he basically abducts his own children from his wife. Okay. Which, you know. It happens. It does. I guess she abducted them in his eyes, and then he abducted them back and took them back to Moose Jaw. All right. So they ended up fighting a really long, vicious custody battle. Okay. Um, and they were divorced in 1980, 1980. And Joanne was given the, the two younger children as custody. And also, um, she was given $820,000, which Holy was her share shit. of the property. But the, old, the, older, the older son, Greg, decided to stay with stay How did with he make so dad. much money? Well, his dad was premier of the province. I guess that, that comes with a hefty salary, does it? I well, don't know. No, but also you're well-connected. Being well connected doesn't automatically mean money in your pocket. Well, it means opportunities <laughs> to make money. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so, I guess. Uh, so there were so many. There were so 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 many divorces in the seventies and eighties, like an unprecedented amount. And and I'm fairly certain it had to do with the sixties, the free love. And I'm not saying like, there's, there's no. I wasn't going to pin that on World War Two. So. <laughs> Or the fact that women had more rights and they were like, fuck this. Sorry, what? Women had more rights. Yeah. They were like, do you know what? I can leave this marriage. Oh, for sure. But it was the custody battles that were all the children are always being left to the women in the 70s and 80s. And I think it had to do with exhaustion, I believe, where like the the, the courts were just like overrun with all these divorces <laughs> and all these custody battles to the point where I think they just like kind of blanket statements like, all right, the children go to the women. That makes it a lot easier for everybody all the time. That's just what happened. And then the dad gets to be fun and take them to McDonald's on Saturday. <laughs> yeah. That's how it works. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. Yay, where are we going today? Wherever you want, kids. Let's get ice I'm cream. I'm the cool parent. I'm the yeah. cool parent. I get a parachute in, we'll get ice cream, I'll drop you home, and then she can do your laundry. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, so Colin Thatcher was charged with assault um, in his Moose Jaw home because basically his wife was being helped by one of his friends to load their possessions into a van and he punched him in the face. Who punched who? Colin punched his friend Alan in the face because his friend Alan was helping Joanne move out. Oh. Um, Colin's a really sweet man. He's a really sweet man. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. So, because Greg was 15 and he went to his dad, um, he was also... uh, Colin was also told not to communicate with Regan for a year which was the, uh, Regan was 11 years old at this point. He was the older boy. Told by the, he was told by who not to communicate with Regan for a year? By the, by the, um, the judge. Why? I don't know. It doesn't go into detail. I, I guess there was probably a long thought out reason for this. That's weird. It was weird. Yeah. So, um, I mean, probably for the best, but still a weird sort of sentence. You're not allowed speaking to that one particular child of your three children for a year. The other two, fine, talk to them. Just that child, you can't speak to them. You can be around them physically, you just can't verbally talk to them. That's a weird thing to do, isn't it? Like, <laughs> it is. Yeah. You can be so. around all three of your children. No, no, I don't think, he was, talk a, to I don't think he was allowed to have contact with him. Okay, that's different. Yeah, no, it wasn't like he wasn't allowed to talk to him. They're like, oh, we're just going to sew your mouth up. It was like, <laughs> you're not allowed contact. But then what happened was he then um, essentially abducted Regan. Yeah, this man doesn't like being told what not to do, I'm guessing. No, exactly. So, so um, apparently... Uh, she, and then she, she, she abducted she, Regan and then would like parade him around the court, well, so, the, the judge's house. Just like, look who I'm taking for a walk. <laughs> so, so essentially, this boy is missing. 
Like the police are actually looking for this boy. Oh Jesus! So uh, they disclosed that. Um, so she Regan's the killer, isn't it? No, Re- no. no? Oh, oh, so okay. um, the police had not turned up. This was this was October the seventh, nineteen eighty. Police right. had not turned up any leads on Regan. Joanne Thatcher has been awarded custody of Regan, but does not have the child. Colin Thatcher was declined to comment on the whereabouts of the boy, even though the boy is clearly with him. Um, Sergeant Bill Mitchell of the Moose Jaw City Police said the department made inquiries across, across Canada. Wherever the lad is, we'll see, we'll, we'll see he's secured. Meanwhile, lawyers for Joanne have decided to not proceed with a contempt of court motion against Colin Thatcher. So basically, he's abducted his own son. The, the police are actively looking for them. So Joanne has the other two kids at this point? Joanne only has one kid left. She only has Stephanie, the youngest. Was the, or the oldest? Is the older one was already with his dad. Oh. And then he abducted the other boy then too. Um, I really want to know what these kids think. Like, I know. I mean, gaslit into thinking this is totally normal. I know. It's it's a bit crazy. It's a bit crazy. So then, things kind of ratcheted up a bit from there. It was it was obviously a very messy battle, and you know he had abducted his own child. Hmm. Um, you know, I, I'm sure he justified in his head that it was an abduction. Um, but then what happened was then, um, well, evil people. Don't you can rationalize anything. Well, I mean, that's so that's this is what's interesting to me is evil people never think that they themselves are evil, right? Like, like racist people don't think that they're racist. If you had a, a room full of racist people and said, Hey, who's here who's racist? Raise your hands. Like, nobody would, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> right? They, they have justifications that they that they truly believe. That's not what's interesting to me. What's interesting to me is what his kids thought. How did he convince his kids? that this kind of really bizarre behavior on his behalf was perfectly in the right, perfectly normal. You, you just give I mean? him ice cream, he'll do anything. Is that what ice cream's for? Yeah. Okay. You've got 15, 16 children at this point, so like you would know. Big, big old tubs of ice cream. Big- <laughs> <laughs> Ever tell you what my dad used to do with ice cream? No. Me and my brother, we'd be staying at my father's place for whatever the weekend. Uh, and you know dad dad would swoop in with ice cream sort of thing you know before sending us back to mom's uh but he'd come home with you know those giant like four liter tubs or maybe they're eight liter i don't know they're big yeah, you know, yeah. really big like tubs. a bucket a bucket a bucket of ice cream right he'd come home from superstore or whatever with a bucket of ice cream napoleon ice cream i think was his favorite and he'd scoop out like one scoop of ice cream into a bowl for me and one scoop of ice cream into a bowl for my brother and then he'd take a spoon and he'd take the rest of the bucket and he'd sit. Did you say Napoleon ice cream? Yeah. Do you mean Neapolitan? That's the one. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The short ice cream that smells of cheese. (laughs) (laughs) So No, I'm going to say it's Napoleon for sure. Napoleon, yeah, yeah, yeah. It smelled of cheese. Yeah, exactly. He would sit and he would eat the rest of that entire bucket of ice cream in one fucking sitting. It was impressive. That's kind of impressive. Yeah. That's impressive. So anyway, just a little side <laughs> note. So um and so that then on May the seventeenth, nineteen eighty one, things ratcheted up. And I'm gonna guess who gets do I have we already mentioned who gets murdered? No. Oh, I don't no. even know who that the, the victim is yet. So I want to I want to be able to guess the victim. Don't tell so, me. So bear before, in mind, horrible just before just before you tell me who the murder victim is, pause. And ask me to guess. 
We'll see. Unless it's going to be really Who do you really think the fucking, murder victim is? Unless you think it's going to be like really fucking easy. Like, <laughs> you're like, you? all right, he stalked Joanne into a dark corner of an alleyway where no one was saw him and he raised a knife really high in the air. Pause. Jesse, who do you think the victim is? Like, no. Well, no, who do, who do you think it was? I'm guessing it's Joanne. His yes. Wife. So, May 17th, 1981, Joanne Geiger was shot. Now, I'm not going to tell you whether she died or not at this point. Mm. This is a cliffhanger till the next episode. Well, I'm going to guess that she didn't by saying that. Like maybe she did. Maybe. How do you know? It's could be the old switcheroo. The old switcheroo. <laughs> it's quite a morbid one. She was, was she shot in the head? No, we'll get to that in the next episode. So if you want to find out what happened. Well, how long is this episode? This episode, this episode is over 20 minutes long. Is it already. really? Yes. Really? Yes. That's mainly because we talked about my dad and ice cream. I know, it was and... a lot of Napoleon ice cream stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt. Buy Napoleon ice cream. It tastes like cheese. It t- smells like, smells like, short and smells like cheese. Short and smells like cheese. Cool. <laughs> so yeah, if you've enjoyed Canadian politics' murder, go to canadianpoliticsboring.com where you can subscribe to our Patreon, you can buy t-shirts, you can send us messages and speak pipes and oh, yeah. have a merry old time if you've enjoyed this. And the next episode is going to be part two of this series where we are going to continue the story and find out. It's like the the cliffhanger of Who Shot Mr. Burns. I, yeah, it's that, that, uh, it's, it's, it's that important of an episode, that memorable, that... Uh, it's like, it's like a cultural, we're like a cultural icon. It's, I don't know what to say anymore. I'm just, <laughs> just staring at me without blinking. It's really unnerving. It's like, <laughs> so we'll see you, all, see you all next week. So thank you for listening. If you're new to the show, because we are promoting this uh, sort of thing. Um, thank you so much for coming and sticking us in your ear holes. Normally we talk about Canadian politics, uh, both old and new uh, with a lot of dick jokes in it. So if this is the show for you, go check out some of our past episodes. If you like our chemistry and you're kind of interested a little bit in Canadian politics, I'm not. I'm forced into this show for the past three fucking years. Uh, you think I'm kidding? I'm not. This is this is still yeah. boring as fuck to me. This is okay. <laughs> well, on that note, we'll see you soon. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>
Hey, dear listener, do you enjoy listening to us ramble incoherently about Canadian politics and history? Boy, do we have a special fucking treat for you. We've got our first ever official live show at a bar. It's at Two Crows Brewing on uh, Brunswick Street in Halifax on Sunday, May the 26th at 8 p.m. And uh, if you go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, if you look at the banner at the top, it will take you to the tickets so that you can uh, book a ticket and come and spend some quality time. It is going to be a very intimate affair. There are like only about 50 tickets available. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to drink a lot. We're going to quiz. Reese is going to quiz me at the end, but he's also going to quiz the audience and see if they know more than I do. And any alcohol you buy, Reese and I, we promise to drink it no matter how much it is. If you want to hold our hair while we bar from the plants outside of the bar, we'll do that for you. So go to CanadianPoliticsIsBoring.com, click the banner at the top, and on Sunday, May the 26th at Two Crows Brewing on Brunswick Street, we will see you there. 